0: I think this is the first time a guest has like really felt out the card like you did then. I appreciate that. What, what is it though?
1: It's uh, a man in the sticks. <laughs> is it? You know? I don't fucking know. Oh, what is it?
0: It's a man in the sticks. He's in the sticks. You're kind of in the sticks. Yeah, it's a bush boy. Yeah. All right, let's find out what it is. We will chop all this for uh, the ease of the podcast sake, but it's the nine of wands. Do you want to read that out to us?
1: The Nine of Wands is a card about wisdom and strength gained through experience. When this card comes up in a spread, think back to a time when you've been in a similar situation. What lessons did you learn then, and how you can apply now? This card would be serving as a warning. It could be that you think you know what to expect, and have all your defenses up to protect yourself. Though we do learn from experiences, there is always a possibility that things will turn out differently than we expect, and that people will surprise us. Be wary of self-fulfilling prophecy. Sometimes when we expect the worst, that's exactly what we end up getting. Notice how you got to where you are through your own choices. If you're not a victim, no, you are not a victim. If you are not satisfied with your current position, you can make a choice to change that too. Nine of Wands.
0: How do you feel about that card? Is there anything there that like says something or means anything? Or
1: no. Nah. <laughs> oh, I'll read back over a bit. Wisdom and strength gained through experience. I mean, yeah, that's legit, but. I don't know. All this other stuff. It's a bit negative. I thought these things were meant to be positive. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not thinking the worst. That's for sure. I think things are going to be alright.
0: <laughs> that's positive. So if the tarot card's not going to be positive, at least you will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's
1: yeah, <laughs> flip all that around and we, we could be off. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Fucky Tarot Lady episode 39. My guest today is Al Carlson. How are you? I'm oh, very good. How are you Rory? I didn't know how to then say, how are you Al Carlson?
1: <laughs> I think it's just Carlson. The name of the act is Al Carlson.
0: What should it be on the Instagram? Should it say? Should I write Al Carlson or should I just write Carlson? Because I've never done a one word name before. That could be kind of
1: funny. I don't know. Well you never put what act the people are from. Yeah, that's Is that on true. purpose?
0: Yeah, because I don't want to like, I don't want to like, you know, a lot of other podcasters might put in brackets, like the band that they're in or their interest point, And I feel like that might belittle certain guests if like they might not have a project or they might have multiple projects. Like how do you then in bracketize after the name, the thing,
1: you know? If they haven't got a thing. Well, yeah. Or the th- thing's not good enough <laughs> to be in brackets. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I just give them their names and then they can just talk about whatever they want to talk about without the... The, the shackles of, oh, well, I'm in this band, or I'm this artist, or I need to, you know, hmm. I don't know.
1: Well, I am this artist, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just you are just can put Al Carlson if you like.
0: I would really like to just do Al Carlson as a yeah. thing.
1: Like Al Kylie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is that where it came from? Yeah, that's where it came from. <laughs> no shit, really? Yeah, yeah. Do we call her Al Kylie, like as in Kylie Minogue?
1: Yeah. What other Kylie is there?
0: Just double checking, because I mean, well, she's my, Car- uh, my Kylie, but yeah. I don't know if she's our Kylie, Yeah, you know? she's definitely our Kylie. So she's, and now you're our Carson. Yeah. Love it. And that's where it came from. G- yeah. Legitimately, I'm looking around the room to see if proof that's how it happened. That's how it happened?
1: Yeah, that's how it happened. Amazing. Why else would you be called our something?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I thought there might have been more to it than just stealing it from a Aussie icon like that, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it.
0: But you guys have a lot of similarities, Kylie Minogue and yourself.
1: Yeah, we're both very hot. (laughs) I'm a touch taller than her. Uh, Pop. We're both very pop Mm. now. Fashion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, fashion, presentation, like it's all a part of it.
1: Yeah, and growth. Yeah. Yeah, look at growth with Kylie. She's come a long way (laughs) in the early days. Neighbours yeah she's pushed on yeah way. she
0: really has and that's the kind of trajectory you want our Carson to have that kind of I've had I think Yeah. oh yeah well, did you start on neighbors as well though
1: uh, that come later? yeah I don't think I'm gonna to touch neighbors it's a bit lowbrow for me as Kylie I don't think Kylie would now she wouldn't admit it because she's beautiful like that and she respects her roots but do you think
0: she's getting calls from, like, Neighbours anniversary things? Like, we want Kylie shop. shops. Like, don't even bother asking Kylie. She's not going to show up to that.
1: Yeah, you want a fairly big bag of cash, I mm. think. I don't know what Neighbours is running. But wouldn't it be an episode? Just to get her back for,
0: like, one episode? Oh. Did she die off in Neighbours? People in the room? Do, do we remember what happened to her? She, didn't she marry, like, Jason Donovan, like, move? Wasn't that the... Was that?
1: I can't remember. It was, like, a bit before my time, really. I was mm. more of a Shane and Angel man. <laughs>
0: It was way before my time too, as well. So, like, I can't remember. I can only see the snippets from.
1: Yeah, I remember Shane dying. It was and how did that made you feel. Oh, no, it was tragic. tragic yeah. yeah.
0: And then what happened? Could you go on with Neighbours after that, or did you stop watching?
1: That was Home and Away. Oh.
0: Fuck. Well then, <laughs> now you can't cross streams like that. You
1: can't be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing, really. You watch oh, Neighbours there's... and then you watch Home and Away. Really?
0: I watched Neighbours because it was on After the Simpsons on the same channel. But Home and Away, you'd have to change across. And that was at 7 o'clock, wasn't it? Like at that point. After think... dinner. Yeah. So you would watch it after dinner? You watch some Home and Away?
1: Yeah, maybe a bit of dessert, you know. <laughs> a bit of tiramisu. Watch
0: Home and Away. Yeah. So Vianetta, you know...
1: if it's a big occasion. Maybe someone's birthday and a bit of Vianetta.
0: We've talked about Vianetta recently. Someone said it was overrated. And I was like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of the Vionetta still. I think it's fancy when it comes out, you know?
1: It is. Yeah. It's a big occasion.
0: Yeah. How often would you get the Vionetta
1: at home? Like,
0: was this at home growing up, little
1: baby Al Carlson? He's birthdays. Eating, you get Definitely v- birthdays. Or so go to Auntie and Uncle's, they'd pull it out for birthdays. Christmas, Vionettas, Crown Lagers. Yeah.
0: I love the Christmas Crown Lager. I love that the box... At Christmas time for crown lagers, they get like the, the wrapping around it. Like mm. it looks like it's a wrapped slab already, like takes the work out. They know, man. Yeah. They
1: must make so much. I don't think they sell crownies the rest of the year. It's just like display in the fridge. Yeah, and true. And Christmas comes.
0: Maybe a wedding every now and then. You'd probably get a slab of crownie for a wedding. Yeah, that's, You know, yeah, you're bringing out the nice. big guns. Is that when you drink crownies at Christmas and at weddings?
1: Oh, whatever's free at a wedding. You know, what's on the table? I like the fizz at a wedding, really. It's like a the bit, fizz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, champers, or the fizz, you know, it's not champagne. But, not the weddings I go to, but uh, a bit of fizz, and then you get on a bit of a different level, and, you know, you want to hit the dance floor. You know you're at a wedding. Dance with someone's auntie, you know, tear it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Exact, that's exactly what
0: you should. If fizz gets you to that point where you can dance with someone's auntie at a wedding, fuck, that's, how, that's what a wedding is, so you've got to get mm. into that zone, right?
1: And you might have a couple of crownies if they're on offer. But I don't think they do. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. It's like ironic maybe crannies now. Mm. Whereas when I was like 18 maybe and going to weddings there was some crannies mm. on the table.
2: Mm.
0: See, and I'm from Geelong, so like weddings and any kind of events there were crannies there and I feel like that's always going to stay because it's like the time bubble stops at at, 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 at at like at the city limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. know, so I feel like crannies are probably still getting cracked.
1: Yeah, it's still like 98. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, in some circles down there.
0: Just <laughs> <Yeah, exactly>. good <laughs> Do you want to jump into some lightning round questions? We can get a bit of a feel for Carls and we can, we can learn about some of your early days. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So when you were growing up around the house uh, and there was no control over the music, what kind of music was playing? What were your parents into or what were the kind of, what kind of jams you were jamming out to as a young boy?
1: Mm, there was a record player that, I don't know, that was me putting stuff on. I think it was always me putting music on, I think. So were, uh, my my dad you? liked, he liked the Stones and... He really liked ballads and uh, oh, there was this radio station. I don't know if it was... Because Magic 693 and something else swapped stations at some stage. So I can't, it was different back then. But there was one that played all ballads and that was always cranking in the car when we were going to the TAB on Saturday morning. And yeah, but then there was this record collection that I'd always play and that had like had the Grease soundtrack, and this guy loved Lace Watkins. And it was like a double live album. And he was this big black American that would play all, like show tunes and it was live at some theatre and he was outrageous and just like, he's like, you're having a good time? We'll soon change that. <laughs> all right, let's go. And then the big band would like swing in. Yeah. I've my- with,
0: that, with that big band impression, you've just de- disconnected your headphones there. How you- I got a bit excited there.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that was really good.
0: Do you think that was kind of like a planted some seeds in your brain at that point that you're like, hey, this is pretty cool. Definitely. Like, the, love- li- the liveness of it and the...
1: Yeah, Lovelace was bigger than the whole world and that was amazing. I was like, what's going on here? And then later on, I found records and Lovelace is like in drag in them and stuff. It's like, you know, who's this guy? This is amazing. And yeah, I've still got that one. I still got the grease one as well. I scratched a lot of them up, like just like. And I still got the whole record player as well. It was like an eighties Technics thing. I got the record player. Still use the tape player, but the amp's blown up, and I was going to get it fixed one day. But
0: but it still now just lives
1: in the garage. Yeah, actually threw out like eight sets of speakers this week because yeah, there's a lot of.
0: How are you hoarding speakers this whole time? <laughs> Before we move into any other questions, I'm curious to know how you got tip shops. Oh.
1: Yeah, and I worked at the council for a couple of years. And that was like access to the tip shop. And then, you know, you just any 70s Japanese speakers, I was like, no, we'll take them home and were any of them any good? Like did yeah, you use a lot of them at the time? Yeah, I just- used most of them and I blew a lot of them up and I'm a bit excited. Uh, but now I've graduated to some better stuff and trying to keep that nice. I did blow it up once, but I took it to the shop. Got it got fixed, and now there's some rules around the record player. And, yeah, but you
0: obviously those rules weren't there as a kid. And like you were playing music, you were exploring this vinyl. Whose vinyl collection was it? You, like Parents, your moms, yeah, moms yeah, and
1: dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And what what other gems were in there?
1: Oh. I ended up, well, I got the, at the drive-in was my first one I got. And I got that from Missing Link, the old Missing Link from, and Pete Hyde was working. And I was like, wow. who's this guy with a wombat hanging off his face? This is pretty cool. And then flicked around, didn't know much of the music in there because probably wasn't cool enough. And then I was like, well, yeah, at the drive-in, I'll buy that. How did... That's how? a bit scratched up. I still got that. <laughs>
0: how did you know it made out of the driving at the time? And how did you, like, of, of all the ones you picked, you picked that one? Is it because you knew the band? Or? Yeah,
1: yeah, I knew the band. I don't know. They toured. They were played the big day out. Yeah, yeah. Well, was, I was it the one? Probably was sixteen. It,
0: was it the one with the, the Trojan horse on the front? The the one with one arm? Yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a fucking great record. Mm. So you, you bought that at Missing Link when you were how old? Mm. I don't know. Like, would that have been like late nineties, early two thousands, late nineties. When was it, at the a thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. early 2000s, maybe. Wow. Maybe 2000, maybe 98, 99. I don't know. I think I would have been in high school. And I graduated in 01. Big trip to the city from the suburbs. That was pretty good. Go to the skate park. Ooh, yeah. Cross the road from Dimeroo. And uh, get a $1 hot dog. At Dimeroo? Nah, the skate park. Oh, right. <laughs> dollar hot dog and a dollar coke. Wow. Mm.
0: So this, was, this, was, this is all helping paint a really great picture into early Carlson years. Uh, what about like an MSN screen name or a MySpace name? Do you, did you have like a, before you were Al Carlson, what were you back on like MSN or MySpace? Or is that how you used to connect back in those days?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a live journal out there, but it's, it's still there and it's real bad. I'm not even going to go. You're not even going to go check it out? Oh, it's so bad. Like, yeah, it was a different world back then. It you really know. was. Yeah. Saying things were gay. <laughs> like, that was just part of the vernacular. And it's so bad. and such an, like, something I'd never do now. But that was just it. You yeah. go back and read it. And then other people that are quite enlightened these days. It's smeared everywhere. Everyone gets smeared. Yeah, I can't remember my MySpace name. It was probably just Carlson, I think. Yeah.
0: So you've pre- pretty much been Carlson for a long time, but you've only become our Carlson recently. Yeah, recently. See, so that's, that's, that's the in The last couple way. of years. <laughs> what about, like, uh, you mentioned already being, uh, at the drive-in, being the first record. What about, like, the first kind of musical influence? Like, other than those records, was there other things? Was it the radio? Was it Rage? Like, what was the kind of thing that got you interested in music?
1: Yeah, Rage for sure. I got, I had a few CDs before I had vinyl.
0: What were the CDs? Do you remember some of them?
1: I got a double Elvis for my birthday once. It's called, it's like Elvis in the 90s. It was it had on the front, Elvis in the 90s. But it was just double Elvis' greatest hits. I think Devil in Disguise was my favourite track back then. And after that, I bought Katie Lang and Presidents of the USA. That were my first, at the same time, I think they were my first purchases.
2: This is awesome.
1: I also got busted stealing CDs. What?
0: Where yeah. were you stealing CDs uh,
1: from? HMV in the city. <laughs> and yeah, we're really getting a bit of strife for that. As in like... Security goddess. We got went us. back. So, we went were, you, back. Who were you there Were, were you <laughs> with some
0: bad influence people? Oh, were, you, nah. were you the bad influence? I oh, think was it like, was like, just
1: me see- and my mate Carl. We were young and, you know, we were just stealing CDs. We heard it wasn't that hard. We didn't have any money. Like we'd spent our money and our dollar hot dog and coke. Our two bucks was gone. And then we thought, let's flog a few CDs. So wait, and they... then we went back afterwards and tried to vlog a few more. And they're like, we fellas upstairs. Really? Yeah. So
0: you were ballsy enough once you got caught and went stupid enough. Or... We didn't. Yeah.
1: Afterwards, I was like, oh you don't go back. Yeah, yeah. you stay away. It was What's the same it... day.
0: It was the same oh, day.
1: Yeah, oh
2: yeah, yeah, You
0: didn't even wait for a shift change. No, just like, no, we didn't.
1: Yeah. I wasn't, like, you were like 16 or so. Did you
0: swap shirts or swap hats or do anything to kind of, like, mix up your identity when no, you went back
1: in? I don't think in? so. I don't think so. So
0: they just knew straight away, once you walked back in, they're just like, these idiots. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm. And then they went through my bag and they were like, oh, where'd you get all these CDs? And I was like, oh, they're my CDs, mate. And was that they're like cracks, the PD They're old. The, oh, the... I don't know. That was probably like some. What was the Punkarama three? I think I listened to that flat out through like year eleven and what year was on, twelve.
0: What was on Punkarama uh, three?
1: there was. Oh, I was only listening to it the other day. It's on <laughs> Spotify. It's pretty good. I listened to it at work. There's like no effects, and. Uh, it's kind of all those like Fat Records, y
0: kind of skate punk kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, Epitaph and Fat Records, all that kind of stuff. And there's all these, uh, what's it called when you're uh, sideshow? All these sideshow drawing cartoons on the front. It's a classic. Check it out. Yeah, we'll do. I got to check it out again. I have got a memory like a sieve. I can't <laughs> even remember what was on it. Like if you put it on, I could probably sing along to every word. Yeah, exactly. Band that was on there.
0: Once that part of your memory kicks in, where it's like, oh yeah, I know all this. Yeah. It's like when Terminator 2 comes out, I know all the lines. It's like, you don't think you know until you're in it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, I remember all this. <laughs> Brains kept this real fresh. Like the castle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, what about first instrument? What was your first instrument that you ever picked up and played?
1: Um, I had guitar. I wanted to learn the bass, but they had these after school, like lessons at school. And the girl was like, no, it's just the guitar. So I was like, fuck, I don't learn the guitar. It seems a bit harder. It's a lot of strings. Is that was
0: your initial kind of pull to the bass? Was because it had four strings and it seemed easier to play? Is that?
1: Yeah, it sounded. I thought it sounded cool. You know, it was like deep and I don't know. I like bass. Yeah. And then, yeah, this teacher would just like teach us how to play some real shit song that you didn't want to learn. And then he'd be like, so it's like this, you know. And then he'd just be going, and then he'd just start shredding for ten minutes. And he'd be like, oh, this is fucking pretty crap. And I quit that and didn't do anything again until, yeah, I don't know, just picked up a bass at some stage.
0: At what point were you doing these guitar lessons in school and at what point you, reckon you picked up a bass? Was that like, were you a young kid to a teenage kid? Like, give me a bit of a metric here. Like, at what point did you put away the guitar? and then it was years and years. years
1: and years. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would have been maybe 15 or something, 14. And then... It probably wasn't until my mid-twenties or something like that. That I was like, I could have tinkered around here and there. Someone's got this or that. And then started playing bass.
0: Sick. Yeah. So you finally got to achieve your dreams despite this stupid teacher crushing your bass dreams. Yeah. It
1: <laughs> wasn't even a teacher. Just some after-school loser. He
0: would have been loving that, that like, can You still picture that guy. Can you still picture him? Oh, yeah. Shredding. He would have loved that gig. He's like, oh, man, I'm teaching these kids guitar. I get to just shred for ages and not teach them anything. Yeah, they love it. They yeah. just
1: love it. Nah,
0: just watch me show off in front of these little kids. Yeah. Um. Well, we've got first CD purchased with your own money. Do you remember what that was specifically? But we've already. Ca- 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 yeah, I think that was I think that was Katie Lang ones. and the first presidency so USA. You paid for them with money. Yeah. And was it a two for deal or was it nah, like you nah. just
1: wanted those two CDs specifically? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where Katie Lang came from or why I wanted that, but. Yeah, it's not a bad record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's good.
0: Trent Reznor's always banging on about that when like you buy a record these days, no one listens to them anymore. Whereas back in those days, you would really have to like milk the goodness out of Katie Lang and the presidents. Yeah. Know, for yonks.
1: Oh, the presidents got, that really got milked. Yeah. I reckon that's got a lot to do with music and stuff for me. Yeah. It's simple president's. and it's funny. And it's yeah. catchy. Yeah. And that's all you want, you know. There's gags, but... Serious too, you know? There are peaches in the country. (laughs) Totally. Uh,
0: Metallica or Megadeth?
1: Oh, Megadeth. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Yay! I think you might be like the first person to say Megadeth. Ah, come on. on. Yeah, 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 Megadeth. Megadeth. Fantastic. Peace, sales. Favorite music video? Is there a music video that stands out in your brain that you're like, fuck, that's awesome?
1: Hmm. There's a few, I don't know, Eaten by Dogs have got a lot of good music videos. So yeah, Chris Lichty's got a wild head. I'm in a few of them, which is good, but they're maybe not my favourites. There's one they made in Italy and they hide this house in Italy and yeah, it's Freddie Marshall and Chris and they're just kind of like these dudes living together. They're in the tub together. Yeah, they're sort of just having a bit of a fight showing people around this house. It's very strange, but it works all beautifully. Yeah. I don't even know what song it is. There we go. That's my sieve memory again. We'll put a link to it in Rain there. Don't Come, maybe. Burning sun. Maybe it's that one. I don't know. <laughs> that first, that first eaten by dogs record, there's like four song names that are just Mind Snare songs. And it's got nothing to do with the song or anything. Chris just took... They just took those yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Gallows in Disguise. It's like just some country song.
0: <laughs> that's really great. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't think many people picked that up. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely there.
0: Yeah, well, wow, that's pretty cool. Way to go, those guys.
1: Uh, worst gig or
0: best gig either played or been to? So this is, this is a bit open for interpretation here. Do you remember any good gigs or any bad gigs you have either played or witnessed Do you just want to bring up on the show? Yeah. A good anecdote.
1: Played a good gig once down, uh, down Mornington Way. I think it was a place that looked like a bit of a castle or something.
2: Oh, an all-ages venue
1: but... or something. Frankston Way down there, and out the back. I don't think I don't think I'd had much sleep, and the band picked me up from someone's house, Fitzroy, on the way through. And out the back there was a kissing booth. So I just played the whole gig, or not the whole gig. I played a bit of the gig set. Mike stand up and played it through the kissing booth and then ended up smashing the kissing booth as well that was good fun I hear people get that talked about like oh did you play in king brown did you... oh that kissing booth thing yeah that was pretty good uh bad shows shit myself on stage once <laughs> that was at the arty probably hadn't had much sleep again and yeah
0: like, what was the point when you shit yourself? Like, was it was it... more of a shot, but... <laughs> but there was, like, it was bad. Like, did you know it was bad when it happened? Or was it kind of, you got off stage, you were like, oh crap, I shit myself there a little
1: bit. No, no, I knew. I was like, oh yeah, that's just happened. And I don't think it's too bad. Got through to the end of the set. And then, yeah. Went to the Dunnies and fucked me jocks off and up. <laughs> 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 went out for the evening.
0: What was the point when it happened? Like, were you, What were you doing that led to the point where you are like... Yowling. Oh, no, just
1: yowling, I think. And just like, yeah.
0: Bop. You just reached that point of exertion with yourself that you just kind of like... Let yeah, of probably,
1: him. you know, I hadn't been eating well and probably hadn't been sleeping well and probably been drinking a lot and wasn't in the peak physical condition that I'm in today. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's As worse gigs go, that's probably...
0: About as bad as you can get, shitting yourself in the middle of it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't a bad gig, though. I think we did all right.
0: Did anyone else know? What did you tell anyone? Like, afterwards? Like, hey, man, I shot myself during that set. Probably.
1: Probably. I don't know. can't remember. It was a long time ago. A lot of brain cells lost.
0: (laughs) So... Before we get into Al Carlson, this this new exciting thing that's happening, tell us a little bit about your like musical past. I've written some band names down here, King Brown being one of them. So tell us about how that ended up happening. You know, you're getting into punk rock.
1: Yeah, it was just hardcore. Everyone, friends were getting into hardcore, playing in hardcore bands. Her nightmare started. And then, yeah, all of our friends just started making bands. Mm. And then, yeah, we made King Brown. And... Yeah, I think I, the first song, I, I was like, what do I do? I don't even know. I can't write lyrics. And we were at band practice, and there was just some magazine sitting around. So I was like, just read out of that. And I just yelled, reading this magazine. And then, so you know, that's not that hard, I guess. And I just wrote a few lyrics and come on from there. And that was pretty good. It was a good band. We were a bit funny. The lyrics are kind of serious, but the in between songs, we just chat for too long. Often, like the Shane, the bass player, and I just chat and we talk about 80s cricket and just stupid stuff, whatever silly stuff's coming into our head. And then the drummer would get up from the drums and just they'd know when we were right on, and we're just like, Yeah, they're gonna go for a while. and He'd sit on the drum riser, and the guitarist would just sit down next to him and they'd just have a chat Well, Shane and I ramble on for Just pushing that 10 hardcore minutes and then... format
0: to like a a, a level that people had never seen before i'm sure at that point you know like having this kind of rambling going on did, did that feel revolutionary at the time
1: oh, i don't know if revolutionary is the word but there wasn't a lot of other bands doing that kind of thing at the time uh you'd see young kids looking at the cool kids and being like is this okay are we allowed to like this and yeah i guess they were whatever
0: so they get the the, the older more you know uh, established hardcore kids give the little kids the nod like this is okay well, they just look, look at and them talk. and
1: see if they were nodding along you know or
0: well are they all crossed armed at this point yeah, everyone's as well? crossed yeah. Armed, yeah
1: everyone unless they're throwing them back yeah in the pit
0: and did you have much moshing going on during king brown shows as well like being that kind of band and having that kind of style like were people getting into the mosh
1: yeah not yeah a bit a bit not a real violent there's a lot of pylons and sing-alongs and stuff which was cool there's some cool photos of there's one of me and just like people all over me and all around me I remember the gig it was like 40 degrees at the post office which has been done up and is fancy now but which post office? oh it's you know that one it's Tex Perkins or something don't it so uh, you know it's on is it on Sydney Road or something I, don't know, I live in the country now <laughs> fancy it's white now but it used to be this crap joint and it was like 42 degrees and yeah it was just cranking everyone was just it was that hot that everyone was like i don't care anymore let's get wasted and jump all over each other yeah and yeah it's a great photo and there's people all over me and everyone's i'm yelling everyone's yelling so that was good and then in adelaide we were kind of a bit popular in adelaide melbourne was all right but Adelaide I don't know we weren't cool so that made us cool in Adelaide the,
0: the fact that you weren't
1: cool when you would go
0: and play there it's like this not cool band is playing we go check it out is that what you mean well
1: like- no they're just like you get there and you're just like pissed already you drink all the way over there and then you get there and you're drunk and in Melbourne people are like oh all of these guys are a bit drunk at a hardcore show and in Adelaide everyone's like yeah let's get pissed And then you just yell circle pit and the whole crowd just circle pits. Mm. And they're just not afraid to have fun. Whereas Melbourne's generally fairly afraid to have fun.
0: Yeah, it's pretty safe to say. Yeah. You know, like...
1: Great music, but shit crowds.
0: Because of the serious factor. Yeah, yeah. The The Melbourne D,
1: you know, the big D in front of the stage. It's always there. People don't want to get too close. They don't want to look like they're having fun. If you dance at a show, people like you know, even a rock and roll show or something like even like a Cash Savage show, and then you dance at that, and people will be like, "Oh, oh, I just want to stand here and pretend I'm a fucking music critic."
0: (laughs) I've never heard the phrase "the Melbourne D" before. Oh yeah, that's great. There is always a big, nice divot hole Mm. of of space. Yeah, semicircle of death. (laughs) So you're telling me this D isn't as pronounced in other states that you would, you know, see and play at. It's no. particularly a Melbourne thing, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think more so, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's really interesting. So you're playing these shows over in Adelaide. You, you're getting a bit of a following, I guess you would say, or a bit of like, a, there's a bit of a fan base there, or what, what would you say people just want to come and see Drunk Carl get on stage when you're playing in Adelaide? Is that, what was the draw card, do you think, for the Adelaide crowd?
1: Yeah, I think they just, I don't know, a couple of people must have got the demo. And then the guys from the rivalry came over, and I'd never met them. And Kragos had a distro, and he said, The guys from the rivalry just bought all the King Brown stuff from the distro. And I was like, What? And they're like, you know, sort of metal, mathy kind of crazy stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's a bit weird. I don't know. i chat to them, and then I met them, and they're like, Oh, we've got this band, Donkey Kong kind of sounds like your band like that kind more that kind of style do you want to do a split and i was like yeah let's do a split and they're like do you want to hear the band and i was like nah it'd be robbery like the robbery's sick <laughs> and like you're gonna ask the other band members I like, ah, that'll be all right i think it'll be fine and then footy put it out on two bucks and then i think they had a launch which we didn't play for some reason i don't know I don't know why, we probably, we just didn't have our shit together. We weren't, you know, we were just having fun. We weren't trying to make it in the music industry. Yeah. And then everyone got a free, yeah, it was like a bit more to get in and everyone got a free CD. And then it was in like number one on the uh, alternative music <laughs> charts in Adelaide. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> because of the built-in just sales of, that. of all the... Yeah, well, you know. Wow. If- like two hundred people went to the show. There's two hundred done on the opening week, and I reckon that was enough to be number one in the Adelaide alternative in two thousand and five or whatever it was.
0: It's was pretty cool. Mm. It's like your first brush with fame. Was that when you was like, holy shit? There's like, I'm a number one of something. Like, did that feel nice?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of taking- funny. I just thought it was funny.
0: <laughs> with like. Not taking the band seriously does that mean when that stuff happens, it's like eh? But can you have a moment to just appreciate that and be like, hey, that's pretty cool? Or was it just kind of like a fun trivial thing to you? Like, yeah, we thought it was funny. Yeah, we didn't you, think we earned anything. You all. didn't call your mum and say, hey, we're number one in Adelaide or something? Like, yeah <laughs> You didn't want to get her hopes up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> her hopes were not up. <laughs> She's already buying a jacuzzi suit and <laughs> stuff. <but> she, <laughs> yeah, uh, she would have been like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> whatever. Do some work, <laughs> <laughs> get a job.
0: So, what time it was in this was like King Brown active. Like, what time frame are we talking about at this point now? I think like, it
1: was like two thousand three, maybe, so maybe two thousand and
0: five or six. Which th- you could call like that's the golden age of hardcore in Melbourne, right? Like, of it that, was pretty like, good. Arty times and all that yeah. kind of stuffs happening. Like, it was,
1: yeah, it was a good time. There's a lot of good bands and it was a fair bit of fun and we had a big group from out in the northwestern suburbs and yeah we'd roll in shows and then like it'd be thursday night or wednesday night at the arty and we'd all be the pitted fire up and we'd all be fake wrestling in there and <laughs> playing footy and cricket take a footy in there and just being silly and that was great and then they, you know then you go and see mines there and- lose your mind, jump into a bunch of 30-year-old dudes and then they just smile at you and pat you on the back and you're like, oh, this is the sickest. (laughs)
0: That's so good. That's kind of what I imagine it being like in every kind of instance of people talking about the golden age of the arty, it's pretty much the same. So it's cool to know that everyone seemed to... Because you know everyone remembers things differently, you know? Mm. But it's like everyone seems to be like, oh yeah, my snare at the arty, that was the shit. That was the kind of stamp that era and that time and that
1: you know. That was the best. Yeah, at the Artie was the best. You can't you can't beat that ever. Packed. You know.
0: <laughs> so then, what happened in that time? So that that kind of golden age ended probably with the closing of the Artie and. Yeah, and I was overseas.
1: And... I think at that time when the Artie closed, I was living in Canada.
0: Yeah, and so how long were you in Canada for?
1: Two and a half years, I think.
0: So did you come back to a kind of radically different Melbourne when you got back? Like, did you notice there was a change or?
1: No, I probably, I don't know how much I was going to the arty that like every now and again I would at the end, but like, when was that? 2009 maybe. So then like King Brown kind of ended and I was like very loose. They like kicked me out and yeah, then I kind of drifted away. Go to shows every now and again and but i wasn't so much in the hardcore scene it's probably taking a lot of drugs at indie discos or something did you have a pair of white converse shoes nah
0: that was like indie disco 101 wasn't
1: it wearing white uh, i just wear like cowboy boots oh wow that's yeah. next level yeah tucked in and they would stay on for three days and it's so hard to get off My feet would swell up i like jake could just do this twist I'd be on the couch passed out and he'd just do this little twist and pull them off. But everyone else would be like, fucking, how do you do this? It's a twist. Do the twist. I don't know. I can't talk, you know. You
0: still can't get your boots off. Are you, you're wearing those boots right now. Like, they just never, it's never came <laughs> I get scared years. to put them on now.
1: <laughs> There's something wrong with them. They just, you put them on and then, yeah, three days later, you're like, fuck. It's time to sober up, I think
0: Yeah, it's, it's time a- to take the boots off wring out the socks, probably
1: <laughs> Bring the blood out of the socks
0: <laughs> so, so, after this time of King Brown You've gone to Canada You've gone away for a while You've come back When you come back to Melbourne Like, where do you funnel all that creative endeavours? Does art start at this point? When did you start doing some art? Was that later?
1: Yeah, that was later So, what are you
0: doing in this gap? Babe Jam Oh, Babe Jam So, so that, me, but, that oh. kicked in when you got Whoa. back
1: where am i i don't know yeah um, I know maybe high. there was had a band called motherfucking Teresa. maybe that was in the middle of babe jam but i played bass and sang in that and yeah i couldn't really play bass or sing <laughs> we booked a gig my mate stooks was like hey is that new band you got ready to play gigs and i was like oh not really he's like you got any songs I'm like yeah we got a few it's like oh we've got an art show in two weeks in melbourne you want to play? And I was like, oh, I can't play bass and sing at the same time yet. And he's like, yeah, you'll be right. So I just practiced every day. I don't think I had a strap. I'd never stood up and played bass before. But then just did it and that worked. Sweet. So you got a strap for the gig or did you sit down for the gig? No, no, no. I got a strap.
0: Whose strap was it? I oh, had no idea. Did you have to borrow one or did you buy one?
1: I don't buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> the bass isn't mine. The bass amp isn't mine. I got two bass amps that are... The Chris vocal Lichty's. cords
0: aren't yours. You've stolen the vocal yeah. cords from someone else.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so People doing, don't need stuff, you know, but I do.
0: So you've done that, and you're doing babe jam as well.
1: Yeah. So that was just like every Wednesday night, we'd have dinner with Mal and Ray.
0: Both in this room right now, for listeners. If so, so it's a babe jam reunion, essentially, that's happening. Yeah. In essentially. This room. Yeah. And the then,
1: time. yeah, we just jam and have dinner it gets started and then yeah we were never really going to play a show, but then when we left Footscray, was that the one we played the last yeah the last party we had a big party who played at that party we did yeah. uh, there was a couple of them so I can't remember who was who but miles Brown played that one correct that's what I was fishing for yeah. eaten by Australian dogs did oh. they play that one as well or did they play the one before? oh bat has it yeah yeah bat has it it's friends from alice springs whoa yeah that was were...
0: big draw card for that gig Perhaps oh that was... huge yeah you flew them all yeah. the way down to this sweet party
1: yeah just got them in
0: so was that the only official babe jam gig was that one gig or had babe jam played other shows no that was, was it that was it yeah one and done
1: one and done beautiful There's hours of recordings Who did the recordings? Phones. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't try too hard on the recording process, you know, just put a phone in the corner. Nah. Well, it was
1: yeah. And then we were like, oh, that was good. We should play that again. Never happened. Just write a new song. We'll just jam. We just didn't even, be like, all right, someone start and let's go. Yeah. See you in a couple of hours. Beautiful.
0: (laughs) So this, this is how you're getting your kind of creative juices out by doing these kind of little projects here and there. You just kind of, you know never buying anything, just borrowing gear. Yeah,
1: just borrowing gear. Gee, you had a good jam, jam room. It was like get a, a drum kit in there. Had like, yeah, guitar amps, guitars, everything borrowed.
0: Of who? who? Where did all this stuff come from?
1: I don't, if I say now, they're going to ask for it back. <laughs> 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 now a lot was Chris Lichty's. Uh Izzy's was a bit, I don't know, you know people you're just like yeah yeah they grow up you take their shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then so then what happened post babe jam you know
1: the, we moved to the bush
0: oh so that was so the that point was that marked moving to the bush
1: yeah that gig was our see you later Melbourne Our yeah, that house party and then move to the bush
0: yeah and how have you find how do you find living in the bush as someone who was you know, pretty ingrained in the Melbourne life and going to shows and doing things. Was that an, an initial? Because I always think about that if I was going to move away. It's like, oh man, then there's distance between stuff. But did you find that you were still coming in a bit or were you just kind of happy in your own space? Like, describe country, you know, moving to the country.
1: It's like both. You do start coming into the city and then you start seeing good shows are on and you're like, oh, I want to go to that, I want to go to that. And then you're seeing people and then you want to catch up with them all the time. And then you just get burnt out. And you stay in the country for ages. And then you're like, oh, start sniffing around the city again. It kind of goes in waves like that. But I'm very scared of the city at the moment, it seems like. Since lockdown, every time I come in, it's a bit hectic. You haven't seen people. You get a bit excited. You have a few too many beers. And then next thing you know, it's nine in the morning. You're on a roof. And... You know, you're like, oh, I should really go to bed. This is yeah, so it keeps happening in Toontown. But luckily we're in sunshine here, which I think is it's a safe dif- distance from yeah, when the do you inner think north.
0: When it starts getting a bit hectic, is that when the buildings get taller or when like what what about what about sunshine isn't as scary versus like the city or other parts of Melbourne?
1: Yeah, and it's people and yeah.
0: Everyone's what... weird energies post lockdown, you reckon, or?
1: No, 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 no. It's just like pretty much people and what drugs they got, to be honest.
0: <laughs> that's what makes people scary. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so you've been in the country for what, six years now, did you say?
1: Yeah. Yeah, six years up in Blackwood.
0: How how often do you think these waves happen? Do they happen every couple of months? And then you have a couple of months off, or is it yeah, a yearly yeah. So thing Yeah, that's kinda
1: like... it. Yeah, a couple of months. Yeah. And then a couple of months off. And then you're kinda of like, I oh, don't want to go in there. And then there's oh that's a really good show, I'll go to that. And then you have a really good time. And then you can start doing it again. And then you're like, oh no. Falling back into this hole. I'm gonna get back to the country and sit by the river. <laughs> Recuperate. So so you're
0: recuperating in the country, um, you, and then at this point as well, so I want to talk about your art because you do art as well as being an, a musical artist. Mm. When did the art kick in? Was that when you were in the country?
1: Yes. So looking at Ray. Oh, yeah, just yeah. Just looking over, is that when <laughs> that it was, Yeah, that was when I mate Izzy's birthday. It was like, uh, I thought I'd make a painting. I just, actually there was a garage sale in Blackwood and there was a box full of paints and pens and textures. and Art supplies. All art supplies. So I got that. And I was like, maybe I'll start doing art. Because I love taking on a new hobby. Like, always taking on a new hobby. They just come and they go. And I was like, oh, I'll try this art stuff. And I did some reproductions of some Rennie Alice photos. And gave it to my mate Izzy. And he loved it. And then he was, yeah, he was like, you gotta start doing more art. Do some more. And I just started doing it. Pretty much for me. I just liked sitting there and making pretty colors, pretty bright colors on the page. And yeah, then I had an art show. I was like, oh, well, why not have an art show? I guess that's how you do it. Just chuck one on. Because you've
0: obviously, like you said, you've played at art shows before and you're obviously friends with people that do art. So it couldn't have been that difficult to be like, oh, you just put on an art show. Yeah, you like... just tell
1: people you're an artist and then you put on an art show. <laughs> that's the secret. Yeah, book a few bands. I think the first one, who was the first one? I think that was Vertigo. You yeah, know Vertigo?
0: No, I don't know Vertigo. I
1: like Geelong. Oh, they're so from Hardcore.
0: Fuck, I should know if they were from that part yeah. of the world. I feel like, I, you know, missing it's Like Billy here. from
1: Antifade Records. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So
0: was we'll he we'll see around in that in this band Vertigo? or would you Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Vertigo
1: and Terry played. And yeah, sold a bunch of art. I mean, my mate Scotty, he has like all bird photography. And yeah, I was like, all right, this is. Was that the art
0: show? Bird photography and your art together at last? Yeah, at last. And some bands were playing.
1: Yeah. And then you sold some art. The whole town came, you know.
0: How did you price the art? How did you know what it was going to be kind of worth? Like, because once you, like, paint something and put it on a canvas and then all of a sudden there's like a giant number on the side. It's like, I don't know how they get to those numbers, but how did you figure out the prices on your own art? Was that something you left to someone else or did you just No, nah,
1: it's just like, what would I pay for this? And then halved it. <laughs> and then, but you got, so it was all like on paper. And then I took it to these framers in Bacchus Marsh. What's nots Bacchus Marsh. Little shout out. And they, I can't explain, you know, putting on an art show, blah, blah, blah. And they were all the same size and then they just framed them for 20 bucks each because there was like 30 of them or something like that. So and yeah. there was a couple of big canvases as well. And yeah, I think I just sold them for like 90 bucks. Oh, that's each. pretty good for art. Like if yeah. I went into
0: a gallery and there was like a piece of art for $90, bucks, i am like, oh, that's good. I feel like when it hits like you know, a couple of zeros, you're like, I don't know about this anymore.
1: You know? Yeah. That's, that's affordable art. Yeah, you got to be affordable. Yeah. Especially when it's not that good, so... <laughs> Uh, you know, I've had a couple art shows and, you know, all my friends got pieces now, so it's probably not worth having another <laughs> one because I <can't> sell <laughs> anything. Yeah. I've
0: already got a fucking in the living room. Mm. So were there different, so the, you, you said there was one with you and bird photography and you've done a couple of other ones. Were there themes? Were, were you were exploring things? Did you have a little card, a placard on the side of your art being like, this is to, you know, <sighs> was there any of that going on?
1: Nah, they're all, they're all reproductions of photos. So a lot of them, of my parents and their friends, there's like boxes and boxes of photos from back in the day. And everyone looks real cool. It's before they had kids and started wearing shit tracksuits, white runners and jeans. But so, yeah, I just started painting them. And then people I know, my friends, and it's just something to do and think about them and you while you're doing it. And then... Yeah, so that's what's always been.
2: Yeah,
1: and I've had two up there, one in the city, and yeah, but I haven't painted it in ages. I've been making music.
0: <laughs> so let's get on. Let's get on to the music you've been making. So this is kind of our castle was kind of birthed in lockdown. Was that kind of when no, it happened, or no. has it
1: been? It was like three years ago.
0: Three years ago. Yeah, I think. So it's only come all together in in the lockdown, like recording it all and getting yourself ready and playing a show post-lockdown. But this is, you've been kind of swimming around in this for a while. Yeah. In in the Al Carlson world.
1: So it's all based, like a lot of it is based around me having epilepsy. So about four years ago, I reckon I just had fit in Geelong, actually. Sweet. uh, In the post office there. Not the Tex Perkins post office, another post office. No, another post office. <laughs> 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 it's a boring. A real post office. office. <laughs> well, I took out some postcards and oh. some display racks. I tell oh, you, shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and then, you know, that happened. And, so, how
0: uh, old were you within, when this first happened? Like, did this come on like thirty-two way late? or thirty-three? That must have been pretty crazy to face as a. Th- 32 or 33 years but now i've got this thing yeah okay.
1: which the doctors don't seem to really know about and like they just go in there and it's like they're interviewing you to get information so they know what's happening and mm. Like, this is very frustrating and yeah that kind of kept happening and it was pretty much a doctors were just the whole like, I guess they're trying their best, but they weren't giving me much. It was just leave me frustrated. Like, I'd leave the hospital. And, so you've got to go. And then like, I have to go into Melbourne. I can't drive because I've had a seizure. And uh, I've got to get someone to give me a lift to the train station and get the train into Melbourne and then sit in a waiting room and then have a 15-minute appointment and to not get much information. And then like, oh, right, I'll come back and we'll attach all these things to you and try that out. And you do that. And they're like, oh, all right, yeah, I don't really know what's going on. And so now I'll do it sleep deprived. So I don't sleep for 24 hours and then come in. I'm like, oh, what's with the sleep deprived? And they're like, oh, it gives you more chance of like showing something. Like, oh, more chance of having a seizure? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, this is, this is very comforting. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is an expert science I feel like I'm being a part of right now. Yeah. So you're, just, you're losing faith in the medical profession because yeah. of this and you're frustrated.
1: And you leave there and I'm like, Friggin' walking down the street in tears. Like, just like, oh, I don't know what's going on. You don't know when you're going to have a seizure. And then I was really angry one day. And I just picked up the device and blurted into it. And that ended up becoming the song, Ain't Too Great, Mate. And I showed one of my mates. And then we sort of made some electronic music. My mate Izzy. And then just popped it over the top. And it just fit. And then we've ended up scrapping that. That was a, ended up a demo. <laughs> we scrapped that and reused it, but it did fit at the time. And I was like, "Oh, this is good," and it really felt good doing it. I felt better after I'd, you know, expressed myself really. Yeah. And then I just kept doing it. It just became part of my healing of having epilepsy. And since then, have they figured
0: out? Like, you know, are you on medication, or do they? Yeah. Did they finally like? tap into something or figure nah. out
1: something out no, nah, I think the meds are working I gotta just take one of them in the morning one of them at night and then and that's all that ain't too great mate it's like you know they're telling me I'm gonna get fat and my hair's gonna fall out and it's gonna change the way that I think I'm just actually saying lyrics here I? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this sounds exactly like the song but that was it that was like you know I just was so frustrated and then yeah, just moved along, making all the songs and slowly making them and, yeah. And then on the first lockdown, I was leaving, leaving Blackwood and driving into the city uh, to record it all. Like, it was, well, all the songs were made, but we wanted to redo the vocals because they were all just, you know, into an iPad and sort of boost everything up. And Pat Telfer helped us with that. And that was the first day when Scummo was like, Stay home. It's um, on here. Yeah. It is on. And so that was real weird. We're doing the, we're making the, like the record and all this weirdness is in the air. And like, look at your phone every now and again. We're like, well, let's not touch that. But like, go out of the studio. You think there's going to be zombies walking around <laughs> or you don't know what's going on. It was just <laughs> yeah. a real no one knew what was happening kind of vibe.
0: Yeah. So is that in the recording, that that weirdness in the air, like of knowing that you're about to go into lockdown or something weird's happening in that? Like, was there a part of you that thinks, oh, maybe there's, there's something in there? Or do you think you'd put that out of your mind to record the
2: stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Can you hear it? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't reckon. There's like-
0: definitely a sense of like confusion and kind of you know like when when you hear an Al Carlson song you're like whoa this is like
1: that's the epilepsy though that's that (laughs) angle like you know that's like I'm confused that's some of the songs even aren't perfect and Pat's like do and do that again I was like nah I'm rambling and I'm confused and that's the vibe yeah that is that's what's happening here
0: so you're trying to give the audience a bit of a a glimpse into the the mind of Carlson in that Mm. in some way
1: yeah yeah and just what it's like to have epilepsy and I don't have fits all the time that like now the meds seem to be working but every day I think I'm going to have a fit at some stage whoa like
0: so you kind of wake up and just deal with the fact that that could potentially happen to you
1: at some point yeah and then you uh, like get a bit of a head spin or you know you get a bit of anxiety and then you're like oh is this seizure coming on yeah no no it's all right it's all right but That's, yeah, it's always there. That's the, that's the worst bit of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't imagine what that would, that kind of extra, like I'm a nut dude. That's the thing that I worry about on a daily basis is nuts. am I going to be killed by nuts today? Mm. But that's different to a seizure because like you can control what you eat and what you like. You can not eat. Yeah, exactly. I could just not eat anything ever and then Mm. be fine. Whereas with you, it's like, oh fuck, that could, at any point it could swoop in and kind of like yeah
1: but then there's people that have seizures quite often and you know pretty lucky that the meds seem to work for me and yeah that's not me but yeah yeah
0: shit so that's kind of that that birthed a lot of the feelings and the 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 vibe and overall style of Al Carlson yeah is is the kind of fear of looming epilepsy seizures
1: yeah wow just what yeah just going through it all and how I feel and different songs different things come into it but i don't know what i'm gonna do next because i feel like i've kind of done that you've exhausted exo- exo- yeah yeah and i feel like i'm feeling good now and maybe i'll keep pushing that but oh maybe not i'm pretty happy with where i am I don't know. so what you're saying is recording
0: this al carlson stuff has like it's been cathartic in such Therapy. a huge way to the, to the point where now where you feel like you wouldn't be able to do that again now. Well, I,
1: could, I could do it. Could, but, it's going to be contrived now. You have to pretend yeah. to be angry about it, yeah. you know?
0: Well, you got your millions in your mansion, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Your Lambo. <laughs> Go out and buy that VL Commodore you've always wanted.
0: Sick. Um, so, this has been growing for like the last three years, but you recorded it in ISO. So, you recorded... You did most of the, like production or getting the stuff already that was all in, during the lockdown people, yeah right? yeah so who who was instrumental in getting it all
1: together um, yeah me and izzy it was pretty much most of the songs and then pat telfer he recorded it all and him and i made one of the tracks and yeah we went to phaedra studios which is sick it's like near pentridge there cool on sydney road and it's great great studio with heaps of like space echoes and big old ones and reverbs and delays and yeah we just played around in there we did a bit above milney's bar pat had a bit of a studio there and we did a bit above there one week and then we went in for a day like one day and then we went in for a day at phaedra and that was really good because you saw the songs go from something pretty good to like oh this is really cool man. Wow, it sounds like it legit
0: and then tell us about like the the physical process of making because it's coming out on vinyl as well right yeah yeah so tell us a little bit about that like who signed you up and where can you get a vinyl from for, of Al Carlson
1: uh well you'll be able to get a vinyl at Lulu's I know that much uh and then Bandcamp but we made our own record label there's a bit of a team behind Al Carlson Because we're in lockdown as well through the whole making of it. Like, it's me and Ray, and then we've got some friends, Sophie and Curly, that live up in the country as well. And so we just get together and get pissed and have what we'd call an Al Carlson meeting. (laughs) Uh, It was just a piss up. And then, so we all made the video together. Everyone just got their iPhones, and we got a projector and sat it on top of a Mercedes compressor that was on blocks, shot it at the side of the house, and then... Made that. And then Pat edited that as well. Uh, But we just, yeah, all of us just chipped in and had ideas. And then we made a record label called BDSM 420. Uh, BDSM's Big Danny Sydney Mornings, which is a radio show that somebody does. I wouldn't say it was me because it's a legal pirate radio show. But somebody that I know quite well.
0: Yeah, cool. Uh, tell, tell us more about Big Danny Sydney. <laughs>
1: Big Danny Sydney, yeah, just plays music on a pirate radio station in Blackwood that Famous people really radio. don't want to hear. <laughs> I ask questions, and if people don't text in, I just play extortion and ABC weapons and all that garb until I get until someone. A ple- calls. No, no, you want three. I need three always. And yeah, just play techno and try and expose Blackwood to the music I like. (laughs) (laughs) Just generally switch off. Sometimes they're like, it's all right. There's this great artist, Toe Cutter, that, yeah, it does like, I don't know what it is, break core and like just destroy Dave Dobbins' Slice of Heaven into this wild D&B action. And so I went from playing Extortion and all that kind of action to playing Toe Cutter. And I thought, people are going to hate this. You know, it's like mental. And everyone's like, no, we love it. This is great. You should keep playing this. (laughs) Should put a link to some Toe Cutter. That's Yeah, that's Slice of Heaven. Dave Dobbin.
0: (laughs) Add that to the list. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so BDSM 420...
1: Yeah, BDSM 420, hot record label. Yeah. So, that'll be out. That'll be in, like, three stores, I guess. There's a hundred of them, so there's not many. I'm hoping to have it before the first gig, but we'll see how that happens.
0: Speaking of this eponymous first gig that you've got, Al Carlson's first gig is playing with Black Scott and Cash Savage in the Last Drinks at the Forum. Mm. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how you got yourself onto that bill, because... First gigs back, it's happening, I got word that you were supporting. I was like, that's fucking awesome, dude. Tell us us about how this thing has gone from the primordial soup, now it's coming out on vinyl, you're playing this mad show. Tell us about when you found out about the show.
1: The cash is a mate of mine. And I did the, the last record was the live record at Homer Hall. But the one before that, Good Citizens, so I did the yeah, art that's, for that's that. Yeah, that's your
0: very colourful artwork you were talking yeah. about before, as the record cover. So you're you're obviously mates. Yeah, we're mates. And you, did you know you were cooking up this thing? Like, yeah, yeah.
1: Of the... So we chat about music and what we're doing and stuff. And then once I had it, like, I sent it to her and she was like, "This is, this is wicked. <laughs> I love it." You know? And she was just playing it heaps. And then we went. She's down in Port Albert, and we went and visited her, Ray and I, and visited her and Moo and Romeo when it was locked down, you know, you couldn't go to the city. So it's great, you just go and visit all your country mates, drive straight through the city. Everyone's locked up. Iron Ring. (laughs) Everyone's locked up, and it's like, yeah, we're going to the beach. (laughs) And yeah, and then she was like, "Uh, I want to. I want to play with you when we can do shows again and i was like really and she's like yeah 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 and like maybe we can even go on tour or something like it's just you so i can chuck you in the van and it's easy and i was like oh all right like you know we'd had a few beers and i was like oh this would be cool I hope it happens whatever and then she called me up and was like do you want to play a gig with cash savage and i was like yeah yeah and the last drinks so like yeah yeah for sure should i go be at the old bar i was like oh sick yeah. like you know, first gigs at the oldie, I used to play for the unicorns. And then a couple of days later she got back to me and was like, Oh mate, there's been a bit of a change and the forums asked us if we could do a show and do what do you reckon about playing there? It's like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I reckon, like you don't say no to that. Um, and what was
0: going on in your mind though When that happened Were just like shit Or was it just, like Excited Or was it like A moment of like I need to scramble Like I feel like I'd be scrambling at that point As a person But how were you on side I was assignment? pretty excited
1: I was just excited I was like <laughs> oh, I don't know Like this is <laughs> This is uh, yeah, It was exciting But it's also kind of The ridiculous shit That seems to happen to me Like <laughs> You know as of the blue There's always something Just crazy going on And Yeah so, called a few people, said, hey, guess what? Booked my first gig. Where is it? That's at the forum. Yeah. Shit. And, yeah, I sort of had to work on putting set together and work out what I was going to do live because...
0: Yeah, that's, that was going to be my next question. Like, how do you then take the Our and format to a live format? Like, was there discussions between the brainchild of BDSM 420 and how you're going to put it together? Or
1: yeah, yeah, there's a few chats. I don't know. I still don't know how it's all exactly going to go down. I'm having a little rehearsal tomorrow. But, yeah. Like, I still don't even know all the words to the songs because it's not like playing in a band. We don't jam every week. I just write the songs and then record them and then, you know, you might listen to them a few times, but that's kind of it. You're not yeah. practicing and a lot of them are like monolog with no structure, which I'm now finding is a very stupid idea.
0: So the next Al Carlson stuff's going to be happy. It's going to be structured. You're going to remember all the <laughs> yeah. lyrics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to write three chord country songs. <laughs> Make it nice and easy. But, yeah, so we just talking about what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Obviously, it's pretty much karaoke, like, really. Like, it's I'm on stage and there's backing tracks. I've got a DJ that's going to control a bit of that, Katie Pearson, and she's a fucking sick DJ. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. How I've scored that, but we're having a rehearsal tomorrow, so that should be really fun. She's made mine a legend, um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening, to be honest, <laughs> but we've got like 16, no, like 13 days or something, 14 days. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. We worked with Pat the other week, and we sort of got everything in order, bit of a, you know, get all the instrumental tracks, and... Then a few things to be in between songs, some field recordings of rivers and birds and stuff that I made, and yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> We're going to find out it's a, as much of a mystery to me as it is to you. Do
0: you think there'll be a specifically big Melbourne D at this show? like will there be a D will we be seated? No I, don't know. At I, don't show? Know. I or think it's it, going to
1: be like I think it's seated it's seated. Unless something happens before then, which would be, yeah, it's going to be pretty wild for Al Carlson. Does and that yeah.
0: make you feel even more awkward that there's people going to be sitting no, watching I'm this? I'm
1: love <laughs> Lace Watkins. At. You know they were sitting down having a table dinner and he's just strutting around and like get down into the crowd. Yeah, I'm just going to use all these lines because no one knows them. <laughs> and they're terrific. Yeah, so that should be easy. I think for yeah. like sitting down, better.
0: If you've got all that stuff locked, all your kind of rambles between songs and things like, that, they're the things you want to make sure you've got that sorted because you can't tailspin in between songs, you know. Yeah, yeah. you gig. can
1: make up the lyrics, but you <laughs> exactly. gotta have you gotta have in between songs down <laughs> pat.
0: That's the most important because in the middle of songs, people aren't going to know. But if you're mm. like
1: screwing up, the people don't know my songs. Yeah, it's my first gig. <laughs>
0: You've just got heaps of room to just wiggle around in this space and just, you know. Yeah. How are you going to know if it was good or bad, you know? Like, no one's going to know. It's just going to be up to you and how you feel.
1: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) no. I'll definitely know.
0: (laughs) How will we know if you've had a bad time afterwards? Like, will we know, will you be, how do you, how do you think you'll react if it was a bad gig versus a good gig?
1: Probably the same. Well, yeah, I'll be a bit happier if it was a good gig, but I yeah, I feel like it would be a, but a be party. But you'd be sad on the
0: inside yeah. if it was a bad kick. But you wouldn't tell anyone you were feeling sad on the inside.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I know you'd probably be able to tell. But, yeah. I don't know. I try not to think about it, you know? I'm so weird. you it's such a, Nah, nah, no, no. It's, right. it's just such a weird thing. Like, I've only ever... Like, I don't know what the biggest stage I've played on, but... It's probably friggin' arty, you know? Like, and then you're gonna be on this. It's, scene. it's probably
0: not the forum. It's <laughs> definitely, definitely not the forum. Have you played at the forum before, ever? No! What? <laughs> <Nah.
1: laughs> what would I have done at the forum? Like, how I am know. I even playing at the forum now? <laughs> yeah, nah, never. How am I I've been at the there. Forum now? Never.
2: Yeah, it's good.
0: Yeah. It's a pretty like, exciting, fucking Some show, people's
1: man. mates, you know, play Wednesday night in Brunswick, but my mates play Saturday night at the Forum, so that's a gig I got booked to play, <laughs> I guess. Well, we
0: are, Mel and I are very excited. We're, we've got tickets. We, we can't wait to see this, this show. It's going to be, like, such a wild thing, especially to come back into gigs. Like, you were saying before that kind of feeling of, going to Melbourne for a bit, overcooking it, coming back. I feel like people are doing that right now with lockdown. It feels similar. If you live within Melbourne, you might go out, get a bit crazy, be like, oh, I'm just going to probably stay inside again a little bit. Mm. You know, like this, this feeling, especially for this gig, it's like this feels like a real homecoming in a way of like, man, I'm going to the forum to see a show, whether it's sitting or not. Like that feels like, you know, you're going into the big city to see that show regardless of where you live. But like, that's an exciting time, you know, like getting out to see a fucking show. Yeah. You know? Yeah, That's it's still great. exciting again to me now, you know? Like, I think, despite the sitting and despite all the other stuff, it's shows. You know? You've seen bands again. People might not know how to do the... Yeah, and the forum. Just walking into that joint. Yeah.
1: Amazing. It's yeah. Like Ceiling's amazing. Everything's great.
0: They've got gargoyles up there, up the thing, don't they, on the sides? Do they have, like, I think they things? Got, uh, I don't know. Gargoyles. I feel like there's
1: gargoyles, but I, I might be if wrong not, about. there should be. Maybe we'll get a few.
0: Is there statues or gargoyles? Yeah, maybe not. Sorry, maybe not gargoyles like evil demons, but there's like there's things of there's like stuff up in the walls, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's fucking fancy as shit.
1: It's pretty fancy. You're gonna fancy, but it's also a little bit trashy as well, which I like. You know, like all the chairs—they're that old leather, but it's not like they've been done up recently or anything. It's Mm. got that old charm. Such a good joint. Yeah, yeah. So what date? I don't even like big venues, but that (laughs) one's good.
0: When's the show? When is it? Like January thirtieth. Thirtieth. Has it sold out? It's sold out, right? Shit,
1: yeah, it's sold out. Fuck, Sold out of the forum. Well, there might be said- some more. Yeah, it's sold out of the forum. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I think there might be some more tickets to go up. I don't know. I think there's a waiting list or something. Yeah. I'm Hoping that maybe sure. the,
0: the COVID stuff eases and you can let more people in. Is that the plan? Like, is mm. that, Yeah,
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Because we, we had a gig that we couldn't go to because of our COVID scare, but it was like there was a... It was seated. And then it was not seated, and I think it went back to seated. Is that how it worked? I don't know. There might have been an email from people. So, like, this stuff is all people still figuring mm. this shit out. But there's stand up gigs
1: now. Like, oh, they're yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw Sleeper and Snake were playing, and that was a stand up gig. I saw some stuff on the internet about that. And there's been a few club things, like DJs, and it's, it's a club. You can stand up and dance. Wow. Yeah. So, I don't know.
0: To see what happens. I like to see it. Keep it seated. I keep say. it seated. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah do yeah. do all your best lines. Yeah, yeah. Number
1: forty nine, your Veal palm jar is ready. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking great. Is this gonna be out before the gig? Because I yeah. might use that for your palm again. <laughs> <laughs> I can cut that out yeah, this podcast. That out.
0: <laughs> I think you still use it and then see who listened to the podcast before the show if you do the joke. It'll be like the three of us, I think, will pretty much be the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <he> did it! <laughs> Everyone else won't right know. Uh, you want to get into some lightning round questions and we'll finish this sucker up? Yeah. But, forum, sold out, 30th of Jan. It's going to be fucking wild. Should be fun. And then we have to look for Carlos at the end of the night and see if he's happy or if there's
1: some sadness. Well, some you'll know. You'll know. You'll be like, oh, that was good. <laughs> he's going to be all right. But if it's sad, I'm just gonna get wasted anyway. If it's no good, I'll just get wasted and go back to the drawing board. It's blame great. blame the venue or something. Yeah, it was the fucking forum, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your fault. That's <laughs> juju. Didn't light enough sage when I came in here.
0: <laughs> Alright, lightning round questions. Al Carlson, analogue or digital?
1: Come on. It's analog.
0: You're still all about them scratchy records, aren't yeah. you? Yeah,
1: scratchy better. It's some old Hank Williams records, it are crack on away. Oh, yeah.
0: What time did you wake up today?
1: Uh, 6.58, It's That's believe. pretty early. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is your body clock tuned to the early times all the time?
1: Not all the time, but yeah. I haven't really been hitting the sauce too much. Went to bed at, like, you know, you go to bed before 12 and I'm going to be up at 7, really.
0: Very good. What was the last thing you read?
1: Last thing I read, finished or <laughs> well, I don't know.
2: It's, I don't know. It's what I've been
1: reading Call of the Reed Warbler, which is a book about regenerative agriculture. That's uh, pretty interesting. T- yeah, Any two bits, what you got for us? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with it all. So, <laughs> like pushes cows a bit. Like cows are good, kind of thing. Herd, like. Yeah, Crop rotation, you know, it's all about having your cows in a small paddock for a short period of time, keep moving them around or any sheep or whatever. And any
0: livestock, any general farm livestock?
1: Yeah, any general farm livestock, get their hooves to push all that shit and piss into the ground and then move them on, let it recover. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting book. This, goes, this guy goes around to different farmers, talks to them, sees what they've done. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Very interesting.
1: You live Uh, in the bush, you know, you got to know about cows. Yeah. I was just about to say, this is the
0: kind of country reading that like, you know, our city folk don't do. You know, know, we're not worrying about cows stepping on stuff. Charles Massey.
1: I don't think that's his name. Charles Massey. Check that out. (laughs) It's pretty good.
0: What's your first memory? Do you have a memory that like sticks out in your brain from being real little?
1: Yeah. Uh, my cousin was pushing me down Burke Street Mall. I was in a pram. I don't know. I don't know if I, you know, if you have a memory and if you think it's your first memory and then you think maybe it was a dream when you're a little bit older or you don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. So maybe it was that. I don't know. But that's.
0: But Being pushed through Burke Street Mall in a pram. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also remember going to the footy at Windy Hill. I remember that when I was real young and at the Western Bulldogs ground as well. And there was these little chairs you know they're like they weren't chairs you'd stand on them so they were slats and they had slatted legs but it all folded into itself and made like a flat little wooden board with a handle on it Uh uh-huh and you'd go and put that down and And stand stand on it so you could see a little bit higher than everyone on the, because it's all standing you know there's one grandstand but you're not sitting in there you're on the hill and yeah so that was another one Uh, super specific something around there <laughs> yeah, i cool. think yeah, 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 yeah. those things were cool i liked them <laughs> you see them every now and again and you're like oh yeah, yeah remember that
0: yeah next time you see one snap a phone and send it to me that sounds fascinating so it's a standing bench like you're bringing it to purely stand on people don't sit on it no nah, because it's
1: only like you know 300 mil high It just gives you a little bit extra
0: so you could see over all the other chumps at the footy game. It's yeah. very good. <laughs> um,
1: tea or coffee? Coffee. I'd like to say tea, but coffee.
0: <laughs> You'd like to say tea. But look, yeah. it's from tea fans, I'd like to say tea. Yeah,
1: if you like tea, I like tea too. <laughs> oh no, not tea no, that's like a promotion there. <laughs> They've done well with that, haven't tea they? As well. Tea as well.
0: We're going to start a business called tea as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fucking good deal. Mm.
1: Uh, What was the last thing you cooked? I didn't even know. What was the last thing I cooked, right? Probably a barbie. I've been going to town on the barbies lately. I don't generally eat meat unless I kill it myself. But I do like cooking it. Grew up standing next to a barbecue pretty much, so you learn a lot. How are
0: your barbecue skills? Do you feel like you're all over the barbecue? You're a bit of a grill master?
1: Yeah. I'm the best going around. Fantastic. Cook kangaroo like you wouldn't believe. Mmm.
0: I, would like I would like to give that a crack. Mm. Uh, if you could be reborn, who or what would you like to be reborn as?
1: Mmm. Should have prepared for this. That's a big question. Most people just say like birds and stuff. Yeah, birds are cool. Swallow's good. Swallows that hang around out outside our place and they look like they're having a good time. They like it when it rains and they like it when it's sunny. And yeah, they're always swooping around and having a bit of a time. It sounds yeah. lovely. That's a good life.
0: Yeah. Uh, what inspires you other than the epilepsy episode?
1: Uh, I don't know. What inspires me? Life, man. <laughs> life, you know. Uh, yeah, i got no idea. New interests, hobbies, flat out. The tip shop inspires me. I love going to the tip. They just made it so you can't go through the scrap metal pile, which is really good for our house, but not good for me. I love going through the scrap metal pile. What would
0: you find in there?
1: Anything that looks like art. Really old bits of cast iron, like pulling apart old industrial heaters, and you pull the pipes out from inside, and then go home and belt on with a sledgehammer and and leave it hanging around the house for ages and (laughs) claim that it's art and uh, that you're getting back to it soon. So, yeah, I love the tip shop. Very inspiring. Garage sales. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love it. Junk. (laughs) Yeah. Crap. yeah, Yeah, just crap. Yeah.
0: What was the last record you played?
1: What is on the record player? I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, I've been listening to a lot of Al Carlson in the last couple of days. (laughs) Just trying to learn the fucking lyrics. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Greek music lately. A few Greek compilations. Been digging for them. That's really cool.
0: What's a a Greek... Sounding song sound like to you? Like it, Zorba. Yeah, I was gonna say like, like Zor- Zorba's yeah. dance. Yeah. yeah, 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 it is. It Sick. is. So you'd imagine it being played at like a grade six confirmation, At like a Greek person's house or something. You know, like yeah. is it like that kind of family? Greek wedding? Yeah,
1: a yeah. Greeks growing, growing up next door to us, so they were always cranking the Greek music. Sick. Went to a wedding with them. That was pretty wild. Oh, One of yeah? their kids' weddings. Yeah, it's like three hours in the church, Orthodox. Whoa guys in wild hats speaking Greek it was wild party was good though
0: yeah I reckon it would be Uh, what's your favourite piece of musical equipment
1: Big Muff the Big Muff yeah Yeah. plug your bass you can't play bass and then you hit that Big Muff pedal and it's like oh I can play bass (laughs) yeah rounds out all the edges
0: (laughs) who do you love Ray. <laughs> that's it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any pets? Nah. Nah. I've had pets. But not at the moment. Pets scare away the birds, you know? Mm. you got a dog. You've got a cat. There's birds everywhere at our place. Little birds. You don't want that. Okay. had a hermit crab once. That was pretty good. Oh, named, that's cool. Named Hermie. And I was like, Gonna live for a hundred years, you know? Hermit crabs and died after like three months. I was oh. Like seven, I was shattered. Oh,
0: did he have a little? Did you have a little terrarium with the? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So-
1: Had a fish named Sumo too. That was my first pet. Sumo. Sumo, little goldfish.
0: Why'd you call the goldfish Sumo? I don't know. It's a fucking great name. Yeah. Uh, what do you value the most?
1: Love. Hmm.
0: You more of a Batman or a Robin?
1: I don't know. What's Batman's deal? Is he like just a rich prick or what?
0: I mean, you could boil it down to that essentially. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's just like some trust fund punk.
0: You kind of could be more of a Robin because I guess he just borrows all of his gear off. His head, <laughs> <so> <laughs> yeah, it's... I'll take
1: Robin. He's
0: not paying for any of those fucking <laughs> no. gadgets. He's just right, free... Batman,
1: give me some of those. Getting free rides. Getting pissed all the time. Batman's got to drive. Yeah, I'll be Robin.
0: Yeah, that's a way better deal being Robin because you could get pissed because Batman's always going to drive you home.
1: Yeah, and everyone's always like, Batman, Batman, Batman. You're like, fuck off, man. Stop with the sweaters. And Robin's just like having a time. Yeah. No one cares. (laughs) Who was your favourite Ninja Turtle? It's Donatello. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Uh, Because I got a Donatello. I don't know why it was, but I got a Donatello suit. I had the... for my birthday once. I got a Donatello full.
2: Turtle
0: dress up. Turtle
1: dress up. And then I wore it to my birthday, and everyone was like, I didn't know this was a dress up. I was like, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) This is my digs now. This is what I wear. That's
0: awesome. Uh, What movie could you watch every day and never get sick of?
1: Castle. Yeah. 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 I'd like to do a one person show of Castle.
0: I'd go see that. Yeah. Is this going to be another project of yours? Maybe yeah, in the I think fr- that's Like Fringe Festival or something? Is Carl stewing the castle?
1: Yeah, it'll be at the Blackwood Church, <laughs> though. <laughs> Not at the fucking Fringe Festival. But i really like to do that. That's, my, yeah. that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately. This Al Carlson, you know, once the epilepsy dries up.
0: You can start digging into the castle for good. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's endless.
0: Alright, moving on to the Patreon questions now. Uh, first, MA fifteen plus movie you ever saw? Do you remember what that was? Do you nah. remember seeing that little octagon shaped oh, thing? Not knowing, was you
2: know,
1: Roadhouse.
0: Oh yeah, Roadhouse is brutal. I think that might even be rated R.
1: Really? I reckon. Yeah. So my friend's mum like, was watching. Someone's
0: throat out in that movie. Yeah,
1: Yeah! 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 Yeah!
0: It's got to be at least past a certain But my point friends Yeah,
1: my friend's mum was watching it and we were kind of like hanging out, having a bit of a look. and like, this is pretty wild in primary school. And then I think that was the first boobs I saw on screen and Patrick Swayze's arse. Mm. Mm, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be it. I don't know. I, don't know. I just went straight to R, I guess how so we did hey, it in killer park
0: yeah that's cool you mm. know you knew there were some bad times this was from you guys if you were a dessert what kind of dessert would you be it was originally going to be cake wasn't it Rach? but then we changed it to dessert because some people aren't cake people so if you were going to be a dessert what kind of dessert would you be
1: mm. cheesecake i could eat myself <laughs> yeah
0: what's your favorite piece of merch that you've got in your collection
1: i've got some turbo negro cash it was pretty good. It got like... Uh, I saw him in Oslo. And it got like shot out of cannons at Whoa. the end of the set. And I like grabbed it and it was all cash with their...
0: With their faces, with their on, faces
1: it. on it. That was really good. I thought That is amazing. Yeah, actually. yeah. I thought it was a good idea. i got to hunt that out. I don't know where that is, but...
0: How many did you take? Did you get a wad of or cash? Yeah, I got a beard? Bit. Yeah, bit.
1: <laughs> bit of fan. And then... I gave a lot to a bunch of people and probably lost a lot of it. I bought three shirts at that show and lost them all (laughs) the next day. I don't think we'd slept. And I think I left them on the train and the shirts were like expensive. Like Norway is turbo expensive. Yeah. Like they got their own thing going on there. That's what and they're, they're making their goods. own cash for That's too many guys are making their own cash For sure <laughs> Shit
0: um, If you had to live in a horror movie What horror movie would you live in?
1: None None Live in a horror movie? Yeah Yeah, no Who's the one to live in a horror movie? Oh,
0: what would know. you live in? Well, oh, one where there's pretty little threat of dying Or getting well, That's not a horror movie <laughs> the guy who like kills avoids the like you know they're going towards the cabin. it's like oh mom i'm going home sorry and then i just live and they all die that would be the plan
1: all right i haven't seen but that then, one but, but that would but... be
0: sad because all my friends would be dead yeah, yeah. and then it's just oh, there like i'm just sitting around by myself i should have got off with my mates i don't know it's mm. a tricky question uh if you could go in time and see any gig past present future where would you go what kind of gig would you like to see if you had that ability to like travel time and space
1: I like to see Dougie Young. It's like an Aboriginal country musician, who, that's like, I think there's fifteen or sixteen songs recorded, but he was legit. He was like the Australian Hank Williams, but he could actually ride a horse, and he was a stockman until he got had a big injury, and then really worked on the guitar. And yeah, his songs are amazing. Wow! I love and to see Dougie Young
0: at like a pub somewhere, like a like a country rural public where's the setting if you were going to see this guy where did he play
1: in Wilcannia on a porch that's where I'd want to see him yeah there's like some like yeah he was from well he was born in the scrub of the Mai Mai on the river called the Baku parents left me when I was quite young to paddle my own canoe but yeah he was so but he was lived around Wilcannia and there's some good recordings and they are just field recordings a seven inch if anyone's got that seven inch I'll give you a grand for it um, and there's like dogs barking in it and people laughing and stuff. And it's just, it feels like that's where you want to see Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, favorite shapes flavor. I like the cheese and veggie Vegemite. Oh. Like I really like it. People pay it out, but I think that's me.
0: <laughs> you plant your flag in that one. Yeah. Good. Uh, famous last words. Do you have any quotes that you like or anything you've like tattooed on yourself or would put on a tombstone or I don't know. Is there, like-
1: Such is life. <laughs> I smashed my Ned Kelly bong just before Christmas. Oh no. Yeah. I got that from the tip shop and... Wait, you found a bong at the tip shop? Wow. Well, I saw some people f- that I knew there, like a mother and daughter and uh daughter was like come on Mum, where do we have to like and I was like what's going on They're like oh, Mum's making us throw out the bong do you want it and I was like oh yes look and like Ned Kelly yeah I want that fucking bong like I try to refrain from smoking bongs to be honest but it's good to have around and it was sitting on the uh it was actually like a rain gauge in the end you know <laughs> just sit out on the table and fill up you like, oh, it's been raining And then it was on top of the barbecue cover, as I've been barbecuing a lot. Took the barbecue cover off and... (gasps) Oh, no. Such
0: is
1: life. Such is life.
0: (laughs) Well, it's a great way to end the show, Carl. Thanks so much for coming on, talking about all this crazy... I'm I'm sure we're probably just asked a lot more questions than we did give answers in this podcast, but I'm hoping that people can just slowly you know, wade into your life and then they'll, you know, Mm. they'll just start to figure it all out, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard to figure out, you know, just cruising along, having a few fits, writing a few songs, but yeah. (laughs) Thanks Rory. It's been sick. It's my first podcast. Uh, It's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I had a really fun time talking with you. So yeah, no, as, long good as, too. as long as we
0: both enjoyed it, that's all that really matters. Yeah. It's a beer. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Post Ramble. I'm here with Mal because there was a couple of things we needed to get sorted in the post ramble. We were going to post ramble with Carl's after beers the day we recorded this, but then we had beers and got lazy, so we didn't do it. So we're doing it now. Here we are. Here we are. So what are the things we needed to mention? There was, a, there was a whole band that we forgot to mention in Carl's history that's currently still happening.
3: Yes, Karls forgot to talk about Wild Bloom, which is a band that him and Rach started once they moved out to Blackwood. So yeah, it was a local little Blackwood band, kind of punk, rocky, little ditties with keys um that they are still going so keep your eye out for them and go to one of their shows they're sick
0: there was a message from karls just then as well uh he wants to give a big shout out to ben Mackey. uh he does all the artwork for our Carlson and, and did a great job getting that all sorted as well so we want to give big shout out to ben Mackey. sorry we didn't mention you in the podcast mate but here you are making a last minute edition <laughs> what else do we need to mention
3: i think that's it isn't it wasn't
0: there like two things and then, well, it was Wild Bloom. And then we've got Ben Mackey now, thanks for the message from Carl. So what was the third thing we were supposed to talk
3: about? Uh, no, you got nothing? Didn't you write it down?
0: No, I didn't write it down. I was just listening to Carl's talk through the afternoon, being like, oh, we should have mentioned that. Oh, we should have mentioned that. Oh, well, anyway, fuck it. It's, it's all lost in the ether now anyway But uh,
3: <laughs> Great episode
0: We're very excited to check out Carl's Performing this weekend With Cash Savage And Blake Scott It's going to be pretty fucking wild
3: Yeah 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 It's going to be nuts I don't know what Yeah It's Yeah I feel like I'm nervous for him But that's just oh, me Oh
0: The website <laughs> It was the website you got to go to club. Is that was that, the, <laughs> was that the address? I think it's Club. We'll put a link to it in the show notes if anyone goes to show notes, if anyone looks at show notes.
3: Yeah, definitely worth a look.
0: Um, so go check out that website. It's pretty great. And keep your eyes peeled for more Our coming your way.
3: Yeah, and photos of his outfit, which he's already posted on Instagram, that he'll be wearing on Saturday, which is just absolutely wild.
0: Yeah, it'll be the third image on this Instagram picture, yeah, for
3: so sure. Yeah, shout out to Sophie for making the outfit <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome hope you guys all have a great week and we'll see you very soon for another episode
3: Babe Jim